folks. Welcome to Paths to Restoration. I'm Ed Szeski, the author of Reconnect, Spiritual Restoration from Digital Distraction. This week I have another uh, just brief solo episode talking about uh, the pandemic and, and some of the trauma we've been through collectively as a society, as a, as a, as a planet. Um, I'm on the vestry at my local Episcopal church and, uh, vestry doesn't mean people who wear vests. Um, I'm not even sure if I have a vest, honestly. Uh, the vestry is a group of people who are the leadership of the church, kind of like elders, um, for Episcopals, I guess you could say. And we had a little bit of a retreat last night. I say a little bit cause it was a, a zoom call with, uh, someone from our, our diocese who kind of is responsible for like congregational life and vitality. And it was, it was a lot to absorb, uh, talking about leading in a time like this. And it was also a lot to think about, you know, one of his main points was that we are going through, uh, a time of, of suffering and trauma that really is touching everyone. Like there isn't someone who can just be a caregiver. Right. This is a, a traumatic moment with COVID, with the pandemic, and everyone has to find a way to care for themselves while also caring for others. And, and that was kind of, you know, one of the things that we were talking about um, as a group is how, how do we care, care for ourselves and care for others? And he was, you know, giving those strategies and ideas. You know, the, the thing right now about the situation with the, the pandemic is that it really does, it, it impacts everyone, but it impacts everyone in different ways, right? Where different people have lost different things. Some people have lost work. Some people have lost family members. You know, the, the stakes are kind of different for everybody. Uh, our family, you know, has, has lost childcare. And so we have our kids around <clears throat> all the time now, uh, you know, and that, that impacts our ability to, to work, our ability to, you know, have, have time to ourselves. Everyone has different ways of coping too, that, you know, even as this, the trauma of this moment with COVID touches us, um, you know, we kind of have our unhealthy ways of coping, I should say that some of us you know, really pull back and isolate. You know, some of us just don't know where to turn. It's, it's just too much sometimes to, to think about, you know, how can I reach out to somebody when you're still trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to care for yourself? Are you even aware of yourself? Are, you know, are you just kind of numbing yourself to, to the pain of this moment? So, this is a, you know, this, this is a far reaching complex moment of, of suffering and trauma and what, you know, beyond just touching everyone, this moment of trauma also isolates us. So, you know, we're, we're not able to gather with our churches safely. I mean, you can, you can gather, but there's, there's a risk, right? Um, you know, we just don't have our same community access, our same networks, um, in person, you know, so we can definitely call and text people. We can do zoom calls. You know, we have these kind of, you know, we can have 
driveway conversations. We can, you know, meet outside if you want to, you know, at least where I'm at, you know, it's getting colder. So you're going to, you know, shiver outside, meet with friends. Right. So, you know, we have these imperfect ways of, of connecting right now. That's kind of like the best we've got. And so of course we should do it, but it's also, there's a feeling of inadequacy as well. You know, we can't have just a bunch of friends over to our house to hang out and to go through a time like this. Um, you know, and then the, the big thing that, that, you know, this is where I spend a lot of my time thinking and, and wondering about impacts on spirituality and mental health. You know, we have social media that you know, has become a place where we go to feel less isolated, to make some connections. And that can continue this to feed some unhealthy trends of, of worry, of fear, of anger, you know, based on what we see on social media it can be frustrating. And, you know, we can share something that we think might be, um, you know, a, a very simple thing about, you know, the reliability of vaccines or the, the importance of wearing a mask. And you might have someone who, who debates you on it all of a sudden. And, you know, that, that can just add to the feeling of isolation and trauma where, um, you know, even when you go to connect with people, you're attacked, right. On, you know, on, on a platform like social media, you see people reacting in different ways and you wonder, should I react this way too? And then the, you know, beyond just the, the widespread reach of this moment with COVID and beyond the isolation. You know, there's also just the simple challenge that people deny the trauma or at least they take issue with the cause of the trauma or the best ways to treat, you know, to respond to uh, COVID. So, you know, there isn't even like a unified experience of reality. There isn't a unified uh, response to the threat. And that becomes, yeah, that's been device it's been divisive and politicized as well you know i was thinking about this um in terms of you know someone who finally goes to a friend to say that you know i'm, I'm being abused and the person says you know what that's not true you're not being abused and the person you really should be afraid of is the mailman right it's like you're it's that people aren't even believing in the trauma and then they're like redirecting you know, like, like, no, there's actually a different threat. Actually, something's a bigger deal, right? So uh, that's what we're dealing with in this moment of, of misinformation uh, on, you know, kind of this alternate right media uh, with our, um, in our communities, you know, we have these different responses, you know, people who are like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get that vaccine. Um, and that, that adds to the trauma, to the moment of, people who deny it and who people also kind of like are redirecting uh, their anger toward the cures, the things that could actually help. So right now, even expressing your trauma experience could make things worse because you might be attacked for it. You might be minimized. You might you know, not be believed. And so, you know, the, the, the scope of this moment of the, the pain that people are feeling is just enormous. The possibilities are are enormous. And so you know, I bring up all of that, not to discourage people or to say we're doomed. I mean, we might be doomed. I hope we're not. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on not being doomed. But 
to first of all, to see the scale of the problem. We can't numb ourselves with entertainment. Um, yeah, I can't numb myself with hockey news right now, especially, you know, I mean, it's like, I, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no hockey season right now. So I, I have no choice but to face uh, my pain, to face the loss, to face, you know, the, the, the lost things and, and the, the stress of this moment, the isolation of this moment. The, uh, the conflict, uh, the unnecessary conflict of this moment. So how do we find help and healing right now? And this isn't by any means comprehensive or author authoritative, but I think, you know, one of the places we can start, you know, is in silent prayer, is in silent moments, to be aware of, of how we feel take stock of that to take, you know, maybe do like a body scans to see where are you carrying tension in your body? Are you carrying it in your shoulders? Is it in your breath? Is it, you know, a shortness of breath? Take time to be silent before God, to wait on God, to, to let God know about your needs, about, about your hurts. You know, if you're worried about being, you know, gaslit or someone denying your pain, that's one place you can go, um, you know, is, is in the silence before God and to, to trust in God's present love for you. The other place is, you know, kind of like a common safe community of people who share your values, who, who believe in mask wearing, who are also feeling the, the trauma and pain of this moment. Uh, you know, some people in our community created a Facebook group and in order to join the group, you have to affirm science. You have to affirm mask wearing. And I don't know if that seems, you know, petty or whatever, but I think that's actually like a necessary thing at this moment where we need people who share a common grasp of reality, a common grasp of the stakes, and who share these, these same, you know, basic, simple values so we can like work together and you can feel safe talking about, you know what, like I was, you know, in a situation where someone wear, wasn't wearing a mask and didn't feel safe or, you know, someone, you know, was going to come work on my house and he wouldn't wear a mask. So I told him he had to go and he got angry at me, right? Like, you know, and, and that adds to the pain and the trauma of the moment, that conflict. And we need people who understand that, who can relate to that instead of saying, well, you know, you're just, you know, the hysterical fake news media has just poisoned your brain. Like, you know, we need people who can enter that, the reality of that pain in that moment with us. That's, you know, that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to seek. And so, you know, I've, I have definitely tried my best to create kind of common ground in groups that I'm in, you know, community groups to say like, Hey, here's, here's vaccine information. Here's a bunch of links to vaccine information that's safe. Um, cause I want people to have access to information. I want people to have to feel safe having conversations about this, especially if they're like worried or have concerns or they've seen misinformation about vaccines. I want to have that conversation and help people think about the science instead of thinking about conspiracies. But at the same time, in processing our own pain, we need people who aren't going to second guess us, who aren't going to attack us. You know, we need to feel safe. And so we need safe communities. You know, and lastly, you know, we need boundaries, we need limits. And so just as we need to create safe places, we need boundaries uh, and limits to help guard us, to guard our minds, to guard 
uh, ourselves that this, this is a fragile time. This is a traumatic time. And so we need boundaries. And that means, you know, relationships might change for a while or at least for a little while. You know, if, if you're not on the same page with someone like uh, about your trauma, about your pain that you're feeling, you know, then there needs to be a boundary and you need to protect yourself. And that's not wrong. That's not selfish. So that, you know, this is an unprecedented moment. And I know that's the most overused <laughs> descriptor of our, of our COVID-19 world right now. But, you know, this is, this is a time where everything's being stretched to the limit. Our relationships, our spiritual practices, our information, our media, you know, there's just a lot going on at the same time simultaneously. On top of, you know, and there's, you know, if you're in America, it's like all the political stuff adds a whole other layer of stress and complexity. We're being pushed to the, to the limit and we're going through a traumatic moment as a society, as a people. We have never needed spiritual practices more. We've never needed silence more than this moment to help us process just the enormous weight that we're carrying, the weight on our minds. And I believe that God can be with us in this trauma and in this pain and, and even suffers with us and bears our burdens alongside us. But we need to make that space each day to, to let God into, to, to invite God into that moment. God's already present, but we need to also extend that invitation to God to be present with us in this moment of, of trauma, of suffering, of isolation. And I, I hope and pray that you can find a community of people who can support you, you know, even if it's imperfectly over digital means, you know, to help you get through it. Thanks for dropping by and we'll talk to you soon.